What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dirty Turtles podcast. I don't know what episode it is, but it is the first episode of our junior year in college. And of course, we're once again joined by our boy, Duncan. I'm also joined by Nathan Schwartz and Brandon Schwartzberg and Duncan Irvin. I know you already introduced yourself, but it wouldn't feel right if I didn't say it again. It's just part of the ritual at this point, so... Um, all right, well, before we get into NFL season, because that starts, well, tomorrow or today when this episode comes out, um, our summers. You guys got to see each other. Talk about that first. How were the summers? How was uh, the internships? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, or, I, oh, 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 all right. Uh, I'll go we're first. We're not in sync right uh, now. We're not in sync. No, we're, we're not. We we're, we're in sync. We're in it, 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 it's week one for uh, podcasters also. Um Exactly. So I can start uh, internship, intern for the Cowardkin Baseball League, did a lot of traveling, driving all across Maryland this summer, got to go to Lynchburg, Virginia, Liberty University, which was cool. Um, and then, yeah, besides that, worked at Panera, so got those big bucks, made those all those sandwiches and salads you could ask for. Um, and then at the end of the summer, Nate and I got to go down to the Outer Banks and see Duncan for the first time since he sadly left us so that was a nice a nice trip uh yeah it was good to see y'all again i got to see shout out to ryan i know he listens to every episode if he doesn't i'm gonna send this to him and ask him why he doesn't listen to every episode i got to see him too so now i'm just uh waiting on you jonas either one of us got to make the trip so maybe i'll find my way up to college park this fall yeah well you guys did that during the summer you knew I wasn't going to be here. So I mean, you, you were too busy. You. At, at your fancy little Paramount internship. Yes, I was in L.A. for the summer. Um, I won't go into detail because it wasn't interesting. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, but I had a good time. Uh, my friend Jacob from, uh, from Maryland actually was in L.A. for a day. Got to see him. Um, I got to FaceTime you guys like once. Uh, there was one point where I was in L.A. for like three weeks, basically alone, other than when I was at work. So, like, I would come home to this, like, place I was staying at, and I was, like, legitimately alone for, like, all the hours in between, like, work ending and work starting. Um, so, talking to everyone on the phone and reconnecting with people was what kind of held me together during those times. I was about to say, I think I go crazy, so shout out to yeah. you for keeping your mental sanity yeah, was, together. For uh... It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. I was, like, towards the end, I was, like, kind of going insane. But then Jacob came, so it was nicer. But, yeah, and then the rest of the summer was good. I went to Lithuania. Um, then my Lithuanian friends came back to Chicago. I showed them around um, when they left. Um, I was went, I went straight here, and now I'm here. So I've been moving around a lot. How about that? Good stuff. Um, I'll round it out. Um, I, similar to Brandon, was an intern for a collegiate summer baseball um, team. Brandon was the whole league. I was a specific team, uh, the Charlottesville Tom Sox of the Valley Baseball League. Uh, we had a great season. I was doing a lot of different roles. I was doing play-by-play, color, um, social media for them. Did a couple write-ups here and there. Um, joined po- a podcast that we do as a guest. Um, I was working at Dick's like a normal summer for me. Um, so that was good to be able to um, spend the summer in Charlottesville doing the internship, but also get to work at the Dicks in Charlottesville, just a different experience. Um, but the biggest thing for me um, was I stayed with a host family for the summer, um, an experience that is not very common for interns, but it was a really good experience for me. I, the family I stayed with was awesome. Um, I got to stay with a couple players in the basement as well, made some good lifelong friends that 
between the players and the other interns as well. So that was a really good two months. Um, got to broadcast a couple of games from uh, JMU because there was a team in Harrisonburg, so that was fun. And then, yeah, Brandon came on uh, my family vacation to the Outer Banks, Devil Hills, and we saw Duncan a couple times. Uh, first week of August, that was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, a week. Was it so back, awesome? Was it so it, great? If you honest, it would have been better if you were there. Yeah. I will say. That would have completed it. We could have done an episode, bro. Imagine how fire that would have been. That actually would have been kind on of On the beach. Dirty Turtles. Yeah, that would have been pretty great. Yes, yeah, that would have been dope. Um, but yeah, it's been a good couple weeks here in CP, and I'm ready to talk about the NFL with my boys. Yes, Could the NFL said it better is back. Myself. The NFL is back. I'm very excited. I will say, I am definitely not. Um, I'm definitely. I, I'm my like knowledge on the league is probably lower than it's been in, in the past few years. Um, but I have been paying attention a lot to the Ravens. We're going to talk about uh, our individual teams a little bit first, right? That's what we want to do? Yeah, yeah. But, and before we do that, I also just I want to agree with Jonas. I, I think there's a lot of movement this offseason. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel like it was more than usual. And I feel like I'm definitely going to be surprised seeing where some of these guys are week one. I think we're just getting older. Like, to be honest, also, I don't think yeah. it's like us. I think we're just... Getting further yeah, along in our lives, we, not as we, much time to sit around. T- we have less time to focus on it. Yeah, exactly. That's actually that's actually <clears throat> weird to think about. Yeah, like the fact that DeAndre Swift is on the uh, is on the Eagles now, and like he's not their first choice running back, and Miles Sanders on the Panthers. Like, I don't know. I didn't I, I didn't know about that until I was looking at my draft board, and then I was like, Yeah, I've I've completely forgot Rashad Penny signed with the Eagles. Same, same. Did not. That was the best day of my life honestly he, he was league. good for he was no. good for like a few weeks Rashad Penny looked cool when he played at least he had that he's a good um, guy yeah. I just never but once it, contributed it, it, it's not even like Kenneth Walker is gonna get all the carries because they drafted Jack, Zach Charbonnet so that's classic Pete Carroll right back there. to back thank you second round running back for Seattle <laughs> thank you you're welcome Okay, uh, individual teams. Let's talk about our squads. I am extremely high on the Ravens this year, as I usually am. But listen, this year we got receivers, and we don't have cornerbacks, which is kind of the inverse of like two years ago when I also thought we were going to win. So maybe nothing is changing. I don't know. I, I don't really know how to feel. I can piggyback on that. I am possibly, I don't know if it's a, an ability, but I, I think I'm higher on the Ravens than you are, Jonas. I legitimately think they can win the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I I just think that, like, a new OC, a, like, good OC who knows how to actual, actually run a good offense, and all of a sudden they don't have, like, a fantastic receiving core, but they have, like, good decent receivers. Like, very good receivers. Oh, like, yeah, they've got – it, and they've got depth now. Like, remember, they signed Nelson Aguilar, and it's like, oh, he's, like, mid, but it's like – He's only there for depth now because you signed OBJ, you drafted Zay Flowers, so they've yeah, got the Johnson depth of receiver. Yeah, if was signed like two years ago, he would have been a starting receiver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> and then, so bad. Ha- having Roquan back with Pat Queen, I just think that's going to be so electric that linebacker core. And then, yeah, I guess the the big hole obviously is corner. Um, so hopefully they can just kind of fill that as best they can until Humphrey gets healthy. But I'm, like, really high. I also think that, like, a lot of people aren't talking about them as, like, one of the top-tier AFC teams. Like, everyone's talking about the Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, and even the Jaguars. And I think now may be the right time for the Ravens 
because they don't really have any eyes on them. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of where I stand. I agree with you. I think the upside definitely is is there. Um, you need to have a good receiving core to be like explosive in the NFL, and now they have that. So I think there's definitely potential there. But yeah, I'm not as high on them as I think you are. Uh, Nate Commanders, Sam Howell is going to be. Good. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't want to hear the negativity. But before I talk about the Commanders, I do want to make a quick point about the Ravens. I'm not going to be Still negative, um, because you guys have heard all my negative thoughts about the Ravens the past couple of years. I will say I do think they can make the AFC Championship. Um, the receiving core being up upgraded that's definitely a big sign. Uh, you get your franchise guy in Lamar. Despite my opinions on Lamar, you are able to lock down a guy that you guys see as the future. So I can't fault you for that. If, but the problem is, if this, it's always with the Ravens. Agenda, Lamar is so good. Why do you have to be like you know? You guys think he's the guy? Like okay, sorry. I'm being positive. Okay, so you should take this while you can get it. Being positive. This is, but this is more positive than he normally. That's, that's is. what I was so thinking. thinking. Like, if, if this is, this is the nicest Nate is going to be, and I know he's going to trash on them probably as soon as Sunday ends. Yeah, so just so let me get pre- exactly. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, there is the receiving core is definitely an upgrade. Um, if Bateman can stay on the field, he's definitely got the potential to be um, approaching wide receiver one status if he can play the full seventeen. Um, but the thing I was just alluding to um, is everybody's got to stay healthy. Uh, Dobbins in the running back room. Who knows how long he's going to last. Um, ho- hopefully he can last the whole season for your guys' sake because um, I'm really interested to see what this offense is going to look like with um, Monken at the helm. But then you talk about defensively, right? I think you guys have a lot of depth um, on the edge. You signed Clowney a couple weeks ago um, to be that rotational piece that uh, Justin Houston's been and JPP was. Um Linebacker, solid, as Brandon mentioned, with Brocon and Patrick Queen, but it's really going to be that secondary that I think makes or breaks your guys' season. Um, and I definitely think with the offensive um, weapons you have right now, that's what's going to allow you to get a little bit of a playoff run. But I just don't see – and we'll dive into this a little bit later, but Kansas City being the team to beat, that's just a really yeah, tough I, I just think that one, also one of the reasons I'm so hot on them is because you think about it, they were – a miraculously stupid fumble away last year in the playoffs from going on the road and beating the Bengals with Tyler Huntley. So I just think that, and again, they would have won most likely had he not had one of the stupidest fumbles in NFL history. And and so I I think that considering they almost won that game, there's no reason why they can't make the AFC championship game, assuming they stay healthy and even the Super Bowl. Yeah, so that kind of tagline that he said has been like very much the Ravens kind of fan base is kind of like, well, look how close we were, and that team was bad, and like a lot of those points do make sense. I'm looking at the receiving core that anyone that caught uh, passes against the Bengals in that game, and it's other Mark Andrews is the leading receiver, and then it's Demarcus Robinson, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Oliver, Gus Edwards, Sammy Watkins, and Justice oh, Hill. God. So like, like yeah, it's, let, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And there was a and there was a different OC. Uh, you know, people say worse OC, worse quarterback. But I feel like you also have to flip that and say like, okay, so almost every impact player that the Ravens are going to start on offense next year has like hasn't played in a significantly long time. Like Odell hasn't played in a while. Lamar hasn't played in a while. Zay has never played an NFL game. Um, who else do we have? Who, Bateman. Like Nelson. Yeah, Bateman hasn't played since what like. 
early early last year. Yeah. So I feel like even though they, that could be health, that could be rust. Like that's it, it's a little more uncertain than I think people are giving like the Ravens. I I could see them. I I would not at all be surprised if they make a a playoff push as a wild card team. I I I want the Bengals to regress. I just don't know if they can. And I th- I think it'll be close. Ravens will probably, if I'm being honest, end up with ten or so wins, maybe eleven, and probably get in as like the fifth, sixth wild card team. But they could definitely. I mean, we saw last year they they can go on the road and win. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They are a very dangerous wild card team. I will for sure agree with you there. Um, Commanders, can we talk Commanders? What are what are we thinking, Nate? Let's do it. So um, first off, gotta say, good riddance, Stan Snyder. Smell you later. Thank God he is gone. Like right off the bat, that's like giving me so much more optimism for the season. Um, Josh Harris and that group have come in, done a great job, at just giving a whole nother energy boost to this team and this entire fan base. We've been just waiting and waiting for finally something to cheer for and we actually have that feeling like this is going to be a year where we actually start to move in the right direction. Um, as for the team itself, I feel like the offense is in a, in a really good spot. Um, Sam Howell, I'm much higher on him than a lot of other people are, and that's obviously because I'm a fan of the team. But genuinely, you got to remember going back a couple years ago, he was projected to be the number one overall pick in those way-too-early mock drafts, loses all of his weapons – and then has a semi-down year at UNC, his senior season, and then falls all the way into the fifth round. Like That just didn't make any sense to me. He should have been a second or third round pick in that draft. He falls to us in the fifth. We take a chance on him. And he seems like he's going to be able to lead this offense, whether he has the best numbers or not. He was voted the team captain on Wednesday. So that in itself tells me he's already shown enough leadership skills and had enough trust instilled in himself that – He's going to be able to lead this offense who's got a ton of weapons returning. You talk about Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. I mean, the weapons are there, and then you cumulate that with Eric Bieniemy coming in to lead this offense. We don't know whether it's going to be the Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. It's kind of his own offense. Ron Rivera's letting him do his own thing. So it's really intriguing to see how that's going to go. And then flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, that star-studded defensive line is back. Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Chase Young is finally healthy. He's had a bit of a stinger in the preseason, but he seems like he's going to be ready to go. The secondary, full of talent. Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice, Emmanuel Forbes, the rookie, um, who's just excelled in training camp and has looked great. And then Derek Forrest and Cam Curl in the back end. So there's a lot of returning names and a lot of optimism around this team. And we'll, we'll talk about it with the season predictions later, but... I think this is a team that can surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not going to – I I think you hit on some points that can be true. I think that Sam Howell, yes, he, he has the capability of being a good quarterback. I just don't think there's the trust factor that he has yet. I'm not going to say anything negative. I will say they will be happy after week one. And so we'll see after that. But that – I, I think they will look good in week one. I'll say something negative. Sam Howell literally every single year of college got worse. Like, there was a reason he dropped all the way. 
Like he was he he was only that high because of potential. Like I really, he could be fine. I think you you just point out he's a lot of the weapons to make that happen. But like I don't think he's the quarterback of the future just because I think y'all be. You know, you know what I was saying. I was like, I was like, it's never a good point to make when you're trying to defend an NFL quarterback. When you say, guys, at one point he was projected first overall, <laughs> like mock draft, what three years ago? That's not like a good I'm just, thing. That's I'm just like saying, man, like the the potential's there. Um, and I I will make this one point. The one thing that I think could be the downfall for him is the makeup of this offensive line. It's absolutely putrid. It's just a bunch of old guys. With the exception of the guards, but they're not really that good anyway. So I mean, that's not a recipe for success. All I have to say is, I bet you wish you had Trent Williams right now. That's a great point, and Brandon Scherf. But I mean, this offensive line is really going to make or break. I think this early season run for him and is really going to set the foundation for how he performs going into the mid to late part of the season. And honestly, is going to determine whether he's going to stay healthy. Uh, again, I think that if the season was only one week long, I would be very high on you guys. So take that for what it's worth. I'll say what I said in the spring. I'm going to let you guys talk your talk. You can say what you want. I'm not saying again, anything negative. I just said I would be high on your on you guys if the season was one week long. That's not negative. That's I'm going to say, bro, I will be nasty, bro. Y'all were terrible <laughs> last year. Like, Why do you think you're going to be so much better this year? Oh, you guys can talk all that talk. It's like, yeah, we'll talk that talk. Your team has fucking sucked for the last, like, eight years. Right. It's okay, though. They have a new It was all Dan Snyder's fault. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. All right. It's it's just like the Mets. <laughs> just because you get a new owner, that automatically means no matter what, you're going to be good. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you just have a. Bad I never person. said that. But I mean, it's, it's we're moving on. Seattle. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about the most <laughs> irrelevant team. I kind of like it that way. I'll say this is the most excited I've been going into a season in a while. Last year we had all the stress about like the draft picks and stuff. Like I think a lot of people thought, me included, thought we we're going to be really bad. Like, now there really is, like, no expectation. Like, if we miss the playoffs, like, fine, whatever. It's just Gino regressing. But there's also a world where, like, like honestly, looking at our roster, we didn't really get much better in any spots. Like, I don't I think. Would, I would argue there are expectations. I, I yeah, but if we don't meet them, what's the, what's the pressure? Then we just rebuild? It's I, like we already have an old quarterback. I, yeah, but I think, I don't know. You're the CX fan, so I could be totally wrong. But I feel like the fan base now probably wants to go to the playoffs again. Oh, I mean, every fan base would like to go to the playoffs again. I, I would, no, what I mean is... <laughs> I'd love to go to the playoffs. <laughs> I'd imagine they'd be pretty upset to go last year in, like, the year they weren't supposed to, and now it's like, okay, they can make it. it. I think that'd be seen as a disappointment. I see what you're saying, but also I'm at the point where, like, there were so many, like, games that we lost that we could and probably should have won last year. And but they also, I mean, you could say the same thing. There was a couple games we won that we probably shouldn't have. And like again, the roster is pretty similar. We didn't really. I was a little bit disappointed by how little we did. Honestly, there was like Draymond Jones is like our like one big time free agent signing after we like cleared up money. And the defensive line still looks terrible. Offensive line, I mean, I'm not you, you sure did resign Gino, so like that was that yeah, that was definitely the biggest thing. And, and I also think because of how weak the NFC is, that it's like that's also a reason they really should make it in, guys. The Seahawks were in the Super Bowl like nine years ago. You know, you, you remember that point you just made about how like we don't have as much time for the NFL. Like, I didn't realize how old we are. 
That, yeah, when was the last time the Commanders were in the Super Bowl? I don't remember. Oh my god. <laughs> not gonna answer. We weren't alive for it. <laughs> no wonder you don't remember it, Brandon. Not into the Super Bowl in now a whole decade, so that well, that argument's really irrelevant now for you. A decade is shorter than never seeing it. Then Brandon's lifetime, life, or Nate's lifetime, or this his got very, lifetime. Dang, this got very hostile <laughs> very quickly. Really I was trying to take the high road, I, I really was, but I mean, they're just. No, you do. <laughs> No, no, no. I will say, this is the most positive Nate's ever been about them. That's a very low, low bar, but he's and still clear. I, I said he looked very good in week one. They looked very good in week one. That's the most backhanded compliment. That's the most backhanded compliment you could have given, Brandon. You're going to say they're going to be bad, at least say with your chest down. Sam, I was going to look like a dog, and then after week one, he's literally going to be the worst quarterback in the NFL. That's, that's I didn't say that. No, lines to what you were no saying. I didn't say the worst quarterback in the NFL. I just said it's a, it's it's greatly helped that he's playing the Arizona Cardinals. Hey, Brandon, I just have a question. See, I'm not – I don't know – uh, me personally, I don't know baseball super well, so you'll have to help me out here. But it says that the Mets spent, have spent a total <laughs> payroll of $343 million. Let's go! Um, but it, you know, that but this has to be a mistake because it says they're under 500 in the That's crazy, no, but, so, There's actually no possible way they are that bad. It's not just, it's, it's something with baseball, though. Like, baseball is screwed up this year because, like, the Yankees are under 500, the Padres are under 500, the Cardinals, like, all these teams with massive payrolls. It, it's just like um, the Aliens team, like, reverse. It's a curse. It's, it, yeah. the, baseball is cursed this year, actually, yeah. No, Jonah, it's okay. He's an Orioles fan so now. The, he, he's not a Mets fan money? anymore. Do the Braves spend money? Because the Braves have 90 wins. They do. They just re-sign all their players for cheap before they actually get good. The it's annoying. Do not spend any money, and they have the second best record in all of baseball. And but Brand, right, but and Brandon's a Mets fan now, Nate. No, Brandon, he changed. Brandon, I've said this whole year I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> I'm in an Orioles fan now. Orioles. Not, um... i said this whole year I'm a Mets fan. I wore Mets gear when they played. Okay. okay. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good start. Jonas, can you do the math on how many millions of dollars they're spending for every <laughs> win they have this season? Yeah, I'm yeah. actually kind of curious. Yeah, you do that math? <laughs> I'd like to know. Add the money in the paint. Exactly how much is one win worth? Like, compared to the Orioles' wins. Anyways, back to the Seahawks. We are doing that. I mean, I personally, like, I'm just excited to see how it goes. Because, like, honestly, if Geno's terrible and we were, like, awful, then we can get started on, like, finding the next quarterback or next blue chip or whatever we're going to do. And if we're good, maybe we turn into, like, a Steelers-like organization where they're always, like, kind of good no matter who, what players they have. Steelers like organization. The hell are you talking about? I mean, Mike Tomlin's like never had like a below five hundred season. They're always this he kind of. He cares like seventy five years old. He can't last that long to have that streak. Why are you being so loud tonight? <laughs> You're like screaming. Body is hostile tonight. I, 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 I mentioned the payroll thing, and he got super angry. Super. Cool. I did. I'm, no, I'm my sorry. point. I mean, I don't know what they're planning on doing. Jonas but... let a fire under me. Well, I just just want to give you. Um, well, I'll, I'm going to do some more. Uh, statistics here in the background while you talk but uh, I'll have some numbers for you soon I don't know I, I think we can be good I think we could also be really bad if we can flip the games that we could have won last yeah, year and... you know I feel like that's most teams they could be good they could be bad well, great, that, that, great, I mean you're hitting my point exactly I really it's up in the air I mean I'm just excited to see how it plays out 
I, I right. think like like Nate, you you guys will be happy after week. I think all of us will be after happy after week one. We should be at least. Yeah. So so just just some numbers here. Ah, um, uh, crap. And, uh, honestly, honestly, these are these are pretty crazy. So, uh, Nate, the Orioles spend about eight hundred and sixteen thousand dollars for every win. That's kind of oh, a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. The Mets, however, <laughs> spend five point three million. That's over five times as much for every single win. Hey, that's, you know, money isn't everything, guys. I'll never make that much money in my entire life, and that's how much y'all are paying for a single win in the baseball season. Wins are hard. There's only 162 games, you know. There's not enough games where we can create a, a large enough sample size for this to matter. I've never heard the word sample size come out of your mouth before tonight. You've got this boy defending this team with his life, Jonas. He's pulling out all the big words now. <laughs> all right, that's my hypothesis of the situation. Why <laughs> <laughs> he's going to the scientific method? All right, um, the standard deviation. Of every right, method when you have no idea. All right, let's 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 do some NFL talk. Jesus, who, who the hell is typing that loud? It's Duncan, he typed. Duncan, do this wow. every single goddamn time. Usually it's Brandon. Sorry. I thought I could mask it and blame it on him. Yeah, I, I don't know how on earth you thought that typing that loud was masking. Sorry. Okay. Um, let's talk. Season predictions. NFL. Yeah. Let's before we do specific ones. Let's just talk broadly. I will say one thing that is not really a thing this year in the NFL is I would say there's not really a team that's like on the. Uh, I guess I guess like the Jets are trending upwards, but there's no team I feel like that has like a legit shot at the Super Bowl that's like ki- kind of coming out of the bottom of last year. I really agree with that. I was looking I, at the standings. All right, bro. You go ahead. I think the one other one, like, cause, I mean, we've had like the Chargers and kind of Dolphins in years past, but I feel like they're all like on the map now. I think the Lions are kind of the only other team that can make sure. that mm-hmm. like outside push from. But I think like most of like the NFL community kind of views them as like that they're ready to take the next step, so it won't be a, like a total shock. I'm not saying they're Super Bowl aspirations in Detroit, but um, to your point, I agree. I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same of what we saw last year. Yeah, I was going to say also kind of with the Lions, maybe not as much the Jaguars. Like I think they're more – I wouldn't be as surprised to see them in the Super Bowl, but it's also they're probably more – People are more guessing that they make the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, the, the Jaguars. That's a good poll. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's a Jaguars tough position. It, it, it's just like I think the AFC is set as one of the Ravens, uh, Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs. And then I think the NFC, honestly, it's a it's a two horse race right now. I I don't think anyone can confidently see a way it's not the 49ers or the Eagles. And I mean, we I'm. Most of us didn't think the Eagles were necessarily going to make the Super Bowl last year, so there could be a surprise team. I I just don't see a way that it, there could be. Yeah, like I look at the NFC and I just think, not no, not this. Like okay, um, you know, you know how we said like we're going to go team by team. I'm going to do this super fast. The entire NFC South doesn't seem like any kind of playoff, like legitimate Super Bowl contenders for me. NFC North, kind of the same thing. Like, what? Just is Justin Fields gonna? He's not gonna do anything. I, um, I yeah, I agree. I, I think I the best bet out of that NFC group would probably be the Lions. Honestly, like, I don't think the Rams are gonna be that good. I don't think the. I don't think the Vikings will be terrible again. Jonas. Oh. 
I thought that was Y'all keep freezing okay. for me. I keep having like hold like a straight face. I don't know if I'm freezing for y'all at no, some points, but you, I think Nate and I are, are fine. I think yeah. y'all two are usually fine. But then like for me, like the rest of y'all will freeze. And other times it'll just the, be Jonas. The standard Wi Fi is just elite. He's just gonna be talking I, right now and just not realize at all. Yeah. He's gonna be like and that's right, why I, 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 I think I can continue what he was saying. I think that NFC North, no, NFC South, no. NFC East, Eagles, yes. Cowboys, Commanders, Giants, not really. And then in the NFC West, there's the 49ers. And again, like, Duncan, the Seahawks are the second best team in that division, and you're not even confident they're going to make the playoffs. So it's like, it's really... I think there's a lot of, like, to your point, there's a lot of mid in the NFC. Like, maybe one of those teams emerges based on, like, scheduling. The the AFC is very top-heavy, and the NFC is just a two-horse race. I guess the Vikings probably have, like, a legit... I mean, any given Sunday, though. Who knows? I, I guess the Vikings probably are, are the one team I didn't... Sorry. That's what, yeah. It could happen. What? He's still frozen. You're back now, kind of. We had a whole conversation about the NFC, yeah. and we came back to him at the Vikings where we left off. It all came full circle. It worked out. And he's gone again. All right, you ready to start going over the AFC now, Ben? Yeah, um, I think AFC, I think, I mean, Ravens or the Bengals are in play. Steelers and Browns, it's just a fight, I think, for who finishes third in that division. I'm guessing you guys probably feel the same way. I think third, though, I'll say this now, has an outside chance of being the third wild card, yeah. like a very outside chance. I think y'all yeah. like kind of cannibalize each other, but I could see either one of those teams sneaking in I there, agree. like nine and eight. I think Pittsburgh has a really good chance to do some good things this year. They've got a really good defense. Um, if they can get like a solid rushing attack down with Najee, like if he he kind of had a step down last year, if he comes back and is healthy the entire year and is really just going full throttle, they have Jalen uh, Warren behind them uh, to be that like receiving back. Um, so I, I think Pittsburgh's got a really good shot to win double-digit games and potentially make some noise um, in the wild card round, at least. Who, sorry, yeah, who was that I cut out for a second? He was, he was talking about the Steelers. Okay, it, oh, that's it's what I funny, it's, it's funny you say that because I probably have them finishing last in the division. Just cause, I mean, someone has to, and I just think the Browns have more talent. I just think that Deshaun Watson in his second year is going to look a decent bit better. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about this division is that Cleveland could go eight and nine and just be the worst team. Like any yeah. one of those four teams that they have a bad couple of weeks, like one injury is all it takes, and then you play those teams like in the middle of the season or late in the season, and you get them on a good week or a bad week for them, and yeah. all of a sudden you're under five hundred or like right on the fringe. And like if for Cincinnati, if if Burrow is out for any extended period of time, like if he reaggravates the injury. That's troublesome. For the Ravens, we've seen what happens when Lamar goes down. Um, Cleveland, same thing. Like, what happens with Deshaun? Or if Nick Chubb gets hurt, Pittsburgh, if Minka goes down, what happens to the secondary? I feel like that goes for every team. But in in the division, like the AFC North, it's going to be crucial that everybody stays healthy because I feel like any one of those four teams could get hot at the right time and catapult up the first. Yeah, I kind of think the AFC East is like that. A little bit. I mean, I think the Patriots, everyone feels, are the clear worst team, but also it's a Bill Belichick team, so you never know. Because on paper, the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins definitely have the talent. 
to all of them make a deep playoff push. And so I just think that division is that division is probably the most talented in the NFL, but because of historically how close the AMC North battles with each other, I think that's going to end up being the closest in terms of in terms of the standings. Yeah, so should we just jump right into um, award predictions? We're still waiting on Jonas to come back. He's having some internet problems right now. Um, I feel like we've done enough with the just overall look, and we can just dive right into the awards. So, uh, Duncan, what's your uh, thoughts on MVP this year? Well, I don't want to go first. I'll do it, though. So I'll say um, I think NFL, more than any of the league, is very narrative, very media-driven. Um and, like, I've seen, like, and I don't even fully believe this. I know y'all are going to, like, call me out on it because I'm biased or whatever. But, like, I've seen a lot of, like, Joe Burrow for MVP kind of hype just because people are getting a little bit tired of Mahomes being up there every year. I'm not fully sold on Josh Allen. Um, so I went ahead, and picked, went ahead and picked Joe Burrow. I know I'm a little bit higher on them probably than uh, Brandon and Jonas are for obvious reasons. Um, I think it's just his year. I think not even, like, play-wise, but the media has just picked him as this being his year. Um, and if as long, like you said, as long as he can stay healthy, I think there's a real chance of that happening. Um, are we going uh, position – like, you want me to do all mine, or are we going um, your MVP I, and Brandon's MVP? Just award by award. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I just don't want to keep talking I, if we weren't doing that. I can definitely, honestly, see Burrow winning it again. Like, like you said, it's kind of a media award. And that's also why I don't really think it's going to be Josh Allen because I feel like at this point the media is kind of over. They picked hype. him enough times. Yeah, it's yeah. now they moved on to the next best thing. Which I is agree with that. Why I, I, which is why I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I think that this would be another one of those media stories and because of how they kind of ended last season. And then if they do well, I, I anticipate them because of, frankly, how bad the division is. Having a pretty good record – getting probably a, a th- the three seed, if I'm being honest. Um, and I think at that point, it's largely going to be because of Trevor Lawrence. And I just think that, again, it, it's usually a media award. Usually there's every few years a guy that no one really thinks could win the MVP. That does, I mean, remember when Matt Ryan won the MVP, no one was picking him before the season. And so I think that could kind of be the, this year's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, just piggybacking off of what Brandon just said, there's always that dark horse candidate, right, that kind of maybe gets some preseason attention, but then it really starts to catapult about midway through. Um, And my guy, you know, he came on the end of last year, performed really well, um, gets hurt late in the season, and now he's entering a situation where he's the clear-cut number one guy. Um, He's got a lot of weapons around him, more so than he's ever had. The defense is phenomenal. The coaching staff is still intact. Um and I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. I think the 49ers. No have, way. Oh, I think, oh, I think oh, the 49ers oh. have a really good core right now. He may, he may not even last the whole year as the starter. <laughs> what do you mean? They what do you mean? your Messiah in Trey Lance. It's not like Sam Darnold's going to take over for Purdy. <laughs> I mean, it, I let's I be can't frank. Believe this per, per, I can't believe Purdy this didn't get the recognition because of his play. He got the recognition because he he had them undefeated. I mean, yes, if they go undefeated, he'll win the MVP. But I guarantee, all, all it takes is one loss. He's not going to win the MVP. So if the 49ers go sixteen and one, you're telling me Brock Purdy's not going to win the MVP? No, correct. Because the MVP <laughs> of that team would probably be Christian McCaffrey or no. Nick Bosa. 
Not uh, Brock Purdy. You've seen okay, that. I, dis- you, I disagree you, with that you, take wholeheartedly, but I also you can plug. You've seen. You can plug any quarterback into that system, and they're going to do well. Brock Purdy literally got thrown in the fire and went undefeated. I don't. There's a reason he was Mister Irrelevant. You got to remember that. It's he went. He was Mister Irrelevant because of his talent, and we've seen Are many quarterbacks NFC Championship game, Brandon. Brock, yes, I'm not Purdy. denying it. No, it was it was the co- it was the coaching. It wasn't because of him. It was the coaching. It was the coaching staff. And it was Christian McCaffrey. He's the MVP of that offense. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo has thrived in that offense. It's not an award about who is actually the most valuable player to that offense. It's literally about who oh, the most valuable player award isn't actually the most valuable player. The yeah, because that makes sense. Who is the quarterback of the best team in the league? That's what the that, that's not what MVP stands for. Best record in the NFC. They're going to have the they may they might have the best record in all of the NFL. And if Brock Purdy stays healthy throughout this entire season, and the 49ers have that, and the defense is able to give him more opportunities to distribute the ball to the weapons on the offensive side of the ball, there's no reason why Brock Purdy can't be in the conversation and win it. See, I would say uh, again. I, I would think say it's that because I would say that there's no way. Oi, oi, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to calm this down for a sec. Um, first of all, I, I want to say something too. If the 49ers are going to be the best team in the NFL, which that's the only way that Brock Purdy would have a chance of winning the MVP, they'd probably give it to Christian McCaffrey because they're, they're Thank probably you. Give him a, a shit ton. So like, I don't see any situation where the 49ers win that many games just like on the shoulders of him. And that'll and he'll only win it if that's the way it goes down. So I don't really I think it's a Jay, Jalen Hurts was in basically the same exact situation last year and like he didn't win it. So like I think it's unless you really yeah. are like a pass dominant like putting up I don't think he's going to put up insane numbers. I don't think he's going to be bad. Like I think I for he, him to put up those level of numbers it would just be crazy. He's a he's a really good game manager, which is what they need, but that's not what an MVP is. I like the pick though because it's different. I'll definitely respect it. And if it if it happens, I'll Uh-oh. I mean I'll not again. <laughs> I thought it was me. I thought back, it was me. Back. What is it? Are you, am I frozen? What's going on? I, yes. What happened? Oh, sorry. I just said I, 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 y'all didn't freeze for me. That's why I wasn't sure. I said I respect the pick because it's very different than what any of the rest of us are going to have. It's outside the box, and if if he actually wins the MVP, you guys are literally going to never. No, hate no, it. I, I don't. I don't hate it. I, I will bet it. you a hundred dollars. Hey, 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 Nate! If Brock Purdy wins the MVP, I will give you a hundred dollars. If he doesn't, you give me one dollar. No. Oh, you're not okay. So you're not confident in it at I all. I would give you a dollar just because my guy doesn't win MVP. I would give you a hundred if he does. All right, <laughs> think Fox, about that. Brock Purdy wins the MVP. I get a hundred dollars if we he always does, make these. We dollar. always make these bets at the beginning okay. of the season, and we never actually like. If we listen to the like very early episodes of last year, we probably did the exact same thing. Um. I will go with Jalen Hurts because I think that the Eagles are going to demolish the rest of the NFC, so they'll have by far the best record, and he won't have to beat anyone until he won't have to beat anyone hard until the Super Bowl. But he'll have already won MVP by then. (laughs) That's my take. I I think it's an easy answer, but I think yeah, I think I think that's a good answer. Um, 
yeah. think Nate's whole argument works for you, Jonas, but just in a better exactly. Way. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to utilize Hurts more because they're more comfortable with him. Like they're going to throw the ball more than they did last year. And I think, I like, Brock Purdy was also limited to, limited to the fact that he had never thrown with those guys before. He had never gotten reps in that first-team offense. He was still he was get, building chemistry with those guys on the fly, so he might have been in more of a game-manager role last year because the offense was built around Jimmy Garoppolo being the starting quarterback, who was the ultimate game-manager. So uh, yes, because I, the, I, I am listening all that. The, the, the build-your-offense-around-the-Mr.-Irrelevant build <laughs> is the – it's the go-to way. All I have to say is, when he throws a pick on his first pass, I'm going to be so happy. That's not going to happen. One interception did not make or break your MVP candidacy. No, but it's going to be so funny when it's like his first or second pass of the season, and I immediately send it to you and be like, this is your MVP. You've wasted a lot oh. of all I'm going to say is tonight's, Brandon. Like A lot of those have been followed up by like not all I'm going to say statements. Yeah, Brandon, no, the problem is that's all I'm gonna like, say. When you disagree with the take, you come back with like not smart, not smart opinions. Like logic I, I, I think I did have logic with that. Saying Christian McCaffrey would be and the MVP like, of that. They just the tried to like night, like say that you're an absolute moron and just like a little. Bit of <laughs> you did. I I did say Christian McCaffrey would be the MVP. I did. I did get facts, and Jonas. Agree with me if that were to be the case. We'll see what happens. I feel I just feel like the the like quarterback has more value for like how the award is distributed than a running back. There hasn't been a running back to win the award since Adrian Peterson in 2012, and he shared the award with Peyton Manning. So it's yeah, that was wild. Getting handed the MVP. That was yeah, that was crazy. That's great knowledge. Um, Offensive player of the year. Let's go. You want yeah, me to go first um, again? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm kind of following up the same logic. Jonas, media darling. Start. There's no actual way you have this guy for your offensive player of the year. I thought it was rookie too when I looked at it. If that's really what you think, I mean, okay, you can't even say that. <laughs> though. Are you? Hold on. Before you, are you serious? <laughs> what do you mean? You're, How you're do you have him for that? That, that you listed. Offensive player of the year. You're telling – is that guy – you're clowning me for having Brock Purdy and you think Zay Flowers is going to win there's, there's such, There is such a significant difference between putting a mid-quarterback as your M-fucking-VP. Are you serious? Do you know how good you have to be to be MVP? Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, all Zay Flowers has to do is like one of the better receivers in the league. Which he could do. That's not that weird. It's happened before. Rookie wide receivers. Really offensive rookie of the year. That's what the award is there for. J- no, Jonas, I, I, I will they, say the fact that you come at me for picking Brock Purdy for MVP and uh, then you go and pick Zay Flowers to win Jonas, I will say the fact that you have Zay Flowers for offensive player of the year, but then Bijan for offensive rookie of the year does not exactly help your case. What does that even mean? If I if I had Zay, I had to pick someone as my other rookie of the year. The ultimate. No, I I, I feel like the offensive the player of the year, if he was a rookie, would also win rookie of the year. That might be the I, worst. No, wait, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's how. I don't. You don't think that's how. No, because then, because wouldn't like Mahomes get offensive? Why would why would Mahomes not get offensive player of the year? No, you're right. Because they gave, but they gave Breeze the 
But even that Dude, was weird. They gave a quarterback give offensive player of the year and not an MVP. I think, no, MVP and offensive player of the year are like... I don't think... Different. That's definitely not the craziest part of this take, is him not winning offensive rookie of the year. As long yeah. as you're doubling down on it, I'm I okay with that. I wouldn't have a problem with him being the offensive rookie of the year, but yeah. you tell me he's the best offensive player in the NFL? But not the Who best offensive rookie. Who else are you rookie. taking? We're about to... We're trying to tell you, but then... <laughs> offensive player of the year usually goes to the second... Oh, okay, guy offensive player of the year, yeah. That didn't get yeah. the MVP. So I'm actually going to take, take my. I'm I'm going to take this back. I'm going to say my offensive player oh, of the year. No, is, you can't take uh, it back. Uh, my to be fair, he didn't put it into the world. Nate put it into the world for him. No, so Nate, J- Jonas has not really had the the decision to put this into the like, world. I saw like, bro, you cannot come at me with that pick if you're making that kind of pick. Which Your is pick is so much worse. Shut up, dude. Brock Purdy is not. No, I can. I can. I can. Can, can I go with the pick? I think everyone would agree. I'm just going to take it back to zero sense. It makes zero sense. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Has not e- is not even like near the level of quarterback that you have to be to win MVP. Look at the list. Hey, the game in the league, and you think he's going to be the best offensive player year one? Come you, you, on, you, you, bro. That kind of that kind of jump is basically the exact same thing you're talking about. Justin Jefferson was a dog his first year. It, you can be good your rookie year. You can be good. That's possible. Is that not? I think that a more logical candidate as who I have is Jamar Chase. Thank you. I think we let's bring this discussion back to Canada. That's, that's a logical year, He's he was he was he not was he not a first round pick that got all, that also almost won offensive player? Who won that year? I just don't think he was a candidate for offensive player of the year. I don't I, remember I, that if I'm being honest, Jonas. But Jamar Chase. I, I don't Dude, remember who won Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2020. Or Offensive Player of the Year in 2020. The whole side of the ball Player of the Year award. It just doesn't happen. Jonas, I, I, I'm sad to say I disagree with you here. I'm with Brandon. The Bengals, this is the media's year for them. Exactly. They're going to be like, oh, the second LSU receiver to win it in two years. Like, yeah. I think they'll play into the narrative parts of it a little bit, especially if Joe Burrow has a good year. I mean, obviously, his number one wide receiver is probably going to have a pretty good year, too. Um, and that, the offensive player of the year, they don't really like handing out back-to-back like they do with exactly yeah. defensive player of the year. They seem to have no problem with that. But Yeah. I, I, I just think Jamar Chase is going to be one of the top-tier receivers in the league. Probably him and Justin Jefferson. And like you said, they don't – normally like to give it out to the same guy two years in a row. Yeah. Nate? Nathaniel? Uh, I'm going Justin Jefferson again. I think he... Um, oh, okay. Wins so, in back-to-back right. years. Um, I just don't think there's a better receiver in the league, and he's going to be just as dominant as he was last year, if not even better. Um, I feel like Jordan Addison, it's a compliment, will kind of open up his role even more because of Addison's speed. Jefferson might get um, more open in, like, the um, mid-range passes, you know, running a lot of digs, um, post routes, stuff like that. So I feel like just the, op- the options for Jefferson are still there that they were last year, and there's really no reason why he's going to take a step back. Um, and there, there still really isn't any competition for him at the top receiver in the league right now, in my opinion. I think that the problem with that is a lot of these, if not all of them, are media-driven awards. And kind of like going back to what Duncan said, being able to – like think about it. If you're like in the media and it's like 
I could give it to Justin Jefferson again, or I can give it to his ex-college teammate if they have seasons that are very close to one another. I think nine out of ten people voting are going to give the vote to Chase. <clears throat> Everything you said was definitely true, though, Nate. I honestly agree yeah. with all of that. I just think – I'm trying to think in the mind of an AP voter more yeah, than exactly. like – It's a bland pick, but I feel like if he has a similar season, like we saw Aaron Donald win back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year awards, like I just – there's no reason why um, Jefferson can't do it on the offensive side of the ball. I think defense I is different. They, they just kind of yeah, vote like, I, all right, they, just do put yeah, up the best numbers they, and just throw it out there. They definitely care less. Think, yeah, but going back, I don't think there's like an actual reason. I was looking back, though, at the history, and it's like they just don't do the same guy for offensive player of the year. And they just – I just don't think they like know enough about defensive or like know enough about like certain guys to be like, oh, here's a big reason why he shouldn't win it again. But it, it's like – Aaron Donald is just like, oh, everyone knows he's the best player in the sport, yeah. so you have to give it. And, and I Especially guess that's at a kind of, position like tackle, you can kind of be like, oh, he has the biggest impact, even if his numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah. They can kind of just BS their way through that or whatever yeah. if they have to. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of a good segue into defensive player of the year. And I know I'm I'm going with the same guys last year. I'm going Nick Bosa. Um, I, I think that the 49ers, very, I think they will have the best record in the NFL. And again, I don't think that's because of Rock Purdy. I think it's a large part because of their defense, and I think Nick Bosa, who just got paid, uh, is going to have a really good year, possibly even better than last year. And I know that for these awards, your record doesn't matter as much, but I still think that – because I, I was debating between him and Micah Parsons, but I see the Cowboys getting like maybe eight or eight, nine, if they're lucky, ten wins, and I see the 49ers getting anywhere between like 13 and 16. So I think with a gap that big, they're going to – Give the edge to Bosa. Yeah, I, I agree. Same logic. Um, same as I had for the um, Jefferson take. I think Bosa is just going to have this insane year. I mean, he just got paid the morning we're filming this podcast. I think it was uh, 170 over five years. I don't know how much of that's guaranteed or whatever, but um, the contract holdout situations behind him. He's going to play week one. Uh, he's hopefully going to stay healthy throughout the entire year and. He's simply the best pass rusher in the league right now, so there's no reason why he's not going to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Jonas, can we get the uh, numbers on how many how much how many wins the Mets could buy with that contract? <laughs> Figure out what that's equivalent to. With the Nick Bosa contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should I say mine too, or or am I going to yes. get trashed again? Yeah, I don't think. Sorry if you took that personally, but it was just no, a, no, 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 no. I'm just going to no, it, I honestly didn't really uh, think it through that much. I have Sauce Gardner as my defensive player of the year just because I think he has, like you guys said, it's a very media-driven award. So if Sauce has like another like a season of everyone knowing of him and say he locks that, like all he would really need to, I mean, and this is very hard to do, but like all he would need to do is kind of hold all the receivers he plays to like relatively small numbers and just and the and the Jets defense as a whole have a great season and I, I think he could win it just because he gets all the hype so that's my pick I, I like that pick I just think the problem is I don't know if he'll get like the counting stats to get it because he'll probably lock up so many receivers he probably won't get thrown the ball enough to get enough like pass deflections or interceptions and I just think that honestly because of how good he is it could hold him back I like the pick, actually. I really like it a lot. I think he's going to have um, similar production, if not better numbers, than he had last year. Um, and there might be a lot of defenses that want to test him, you know. Um, 
that happens a lot where cornerbacks might take a step back in year two. And I have a feeling teams will might want to um, exploit maybe weaknesses that they saw late in the season on film last year. So I feel like it's between Bosa, Gardner, and Parsons. Really only the three guys that make a ton of sense to me right now off the top of my head. Um, so it really wouldn't be a problem with if any of those guys won the award. My pick, can y'all tell me like, oh. Wait, I just want to say like, not a ton of not a ton of uh, defensive talent like in in the league right now. I don't know, like not a ton of exciting games on defense. I feel like there's not. You're right. There's not a lot of star power. Like there's way more like receivers and running backs that are making. Yeah, I, I, I think that's part. That's partly because of how the NFL has done its rule changes and to where it's yeah. become such an offensive driven league. It's kind of hard. Uh, yeah, really remember, the, line, the, the linebacker position is really just like going away. Like you can, like a lot of teams are just going into base nickel defenses and playing safeties in the box, or just having like five defensive backs out on the field, maybe even dying yeah. six DBs. So I feel like the like true middle linebackers, like the Roquan Smiths, are like really rare, and that's what makes. That's them why it's popular. yeah. That's why it's so cool that he actually. I would say I would say that you should say Roquan's another defensive player of the year contender, just because he does he plays that position so well that he's outlived the like evolution of it. Like he, right. he like the Ravens are keeping him in that position because he's so much better than basically every other middle linebacker in the league right now, which I think is pretty cool. And you have a lot of interior defensive linemen that are really um, Jeffrey Simmons, like the entire Eagles defensive tackle position. Um, Like the the guys for the commanders, um, I'm missing a ton of guys. Dexter Lawrence for the Giants. Uh Um, They just don't don't get the recognition because they're run stuffers. And a lot of the past – Justin Simmons, did you say – did you say Justin Simmons already? But like, a, like a guy like that who's very good but doesn't really get a lot of yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of underrated guys on defense. No, I I, I agree with you. I, I for sure agree with you. Um, did, we, did Brendan? Did you say yours? Yeah, I didn't say mine. Uh, can oh, y'all okay, like okay. maybe this is? I'm gonna, can y'all read it and check it? He's not injured, still is he? I mean, this might be the show's out <laughs> no, a little. I, I'm like. I, I don't. I think that's a that's a fair pick. That's, okay, just making sure before the, I said anything it's stupid because I haven't heard his name mentioned. Favorites, but it's a fair I'm pick. I'm going with uh, TJ Watt. I think he's going to put up the uh, numbers, and I think the Steelers are going to surprise some people this year. I'm not saying they're going to be great, but I think he'll do enough to keep his name as long as he can stay healthy. Because I mean, I, he was like on pace to win it. I mean, potentially last year before he got uh, injured and kind of threw everything off. Yeah. Um. But I think he's, he'll put up the numbers. And uh, kind of like going back to Sauce, I think people, once you, I mean, I'm especially seeing this with like Richard Sherman, once people kind of figure out how good you are, corner you can avoid throwing at almost uh, some of the times. Yeah. Like defensive ends are always going to get there and be able to break through. You can't really avoid a defensive end from like getting through your line unless you have a freaking Trent Williams or Joe Thomas blocking for you. But uh, I think it's the year. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. I think that he he's probably just in my opinion the tier below Nick Bosa. Just also, I I just think that Bosa's a little bit better. But seeing TJ Watt win it would not surprise me. I think he's gonna be lazy now that he got his his bag. Honestly, you see it with NBA players all the time. I think once you get that contract secured, there's less uh. Yeah, that's why drive. Patrick Mahomes is gonna fall <clears throat> off a cliff. Yeah. 
All right, let's jump into rookies of the year. And I think we can just combo these to do, um, but say both at the same time. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, let's speed this up a little bit. Um, I feel like we have a lot of the same guys just looking on who we have. Um, I know Jonas and I have the same two guys. Um, Bijan. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, B, Bijan for offensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson for defensive rookie of the year. I think. For Anderson, there's really no competition. I don't see anybody else really giving him a run for his money. And then Robinson, just the pure volume he's going to have this year, both running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield, is alone going to be enough to give him the numbers to get that award. So it's really two no-brainers for me. Yeah, exact same thinking. I don't know. Just just the usage. I, I No one kind of stands out as being so pro-ready like a Jamar Chase was a few years ago that, like, would stand out above the rest. So then it just goes to who, who's going to have the biggest impact based on opportunity. And Bijan's yeah. going to be used a lot this year. Yeah, I mostly agree with you guys. I also have Will Anderson for defensive rookie of the year. Kind of like you said, I, he's the clear best defensive rookie in the class. He, if, if positions didn't matter when drafting, he easily would have been the number one overall pick. Um, but then I also have a running back for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but I'm actually going Jameer Gibbs. I just think that the way that the Lions have talked about using him, I could very easily see him having, like, an Alvin Kamara rookie season where it's, like, insane usage as a back plus, like, 500-plus yards as a receiver. I just think that also they're going to be better, the Lions are, than the Falcons, and I just think that he may have more, more notable games be mm-hmm. in prime time or have more people watching, and I think that could kind of give the edge over Bijan. Yeah, I actually, that's that's a good point, Brendan, because I will say, like, the Lions are sneaky getting a lot of media coverage this year. Like, they're going to be pretty popular because people like the story, especially after last season, like the Sunday Night Football game. I think they're, I think people like them. I, I, they took Gibbs at 12 for a reason. They obviously, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm high on Gibbs. I have him in a lot of my fantasy leagues because I think I think I like when I see a rookie running back and I see like a team that's going to use him a lot. That's that screams a lot of a lot of yards. Yeah, I think he's going to do really well. The one concern I have for him, like winning <laughs> winning an award like this, is David Montgomery is also there, and they gave him a pretty like hefty contract. So it's not like David Montgomery is not going to be involved. He's been an RB one in this league the last four years, so it's definitely going to be like a two headed monster. And I've got a feeling Mo- Montgomery is going to get a lot of goal line touches. And yeah, get, that you know, I, for that like screen opportunities where he's got to make like plays after the catch. Yeah, I yeah. agree, but it's it's also kind of like you said, they drafted him 12th overall for a reason, and they've come out and said that it's like they're going to use him like in to surprise some people. Like I feel like he's going to line up out wide a whole bunch this season, probably have Montgomery in the backfield. Because C- think about it, they've got Amon or St. Brown, Jamison Williams is out the first six weeks of the season. Uh, who else do they have out wide? Not a whole lot. Uh, Keith, uh, what's his name? Uh, hold on, Ryan. Sam Laporte, their tight end. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is decent. Yeah, I I just think they drafted him 12th overall. They're going to want to give him a lot of touches. And I think that it's also a media award. I think they're going to have more focus than the Falcons. Yeah. All right. Um, let's kind of speed through. I'm going to be the rest well, of the Duncan. 
Uh, yeah, I feel bad talking about speed. Though I picked two different guys just because I didn't want to want to have something a little bit something else to talk about. Um, I think Jalen Carter can put up the numbers defensively just because the Eagles have so many guys. I think if he if he's able to stay out of trouble, the media will be like, look at him, look at how great an example he is, and kind of play out that narrative a little bit. Um, offensively, I mean, uh, quarterbacks are always going to be in contention for it. I think C.J. Stroud will be kind of have enough freedom. I think they'll trust him a lot. Um, division's going to be less competitive than maybe Bryce Young's will be. And, I, I mean, Andy Dalton's still in Carolina. I know Young's going to be the starter when it's all said and done. But um, I think Stroud's got the potential to put up the most numbers this year uh, as a quarterback, rookie quarterback. Yeah. All right. Um, and then what do we have? Oh, Coach of the Year. I have Andy Reid just because I think the Chiefs are going to be good again. So. I, I've got Dan Campbell kind of because I think the Lions are going to win the division. And, again, usually it's given to a guy who you don't expect. And so I think he would be the best candidate for that. Uh, I'm going to go Doug Peterson. Uh, I'm really high on Jacksonville this year. I think they're going to sweep the division. I think um, they're, they had that experience last year of playing in bigger games. They had that big comeback in the wild card game. Uh, they played the Chiefs pretty close in the divisional round as well. So I have a feeling they, this team has the talent. They didn't lose a lot of guys. They um, replenished a lot of offensive weapons, um, brought guys back that they needed to bring back. And Peterson's a guy, he's a winner. He had those couple rough years in Philadelphia. Um, but I think Peterson's going to take this team to at least 10 wins, maybe more. Um, definitely win that division and um, potentially lead Jacksonville deep in the playoffs. Uh, I honestly kind of like All right, uh, Brandon and Nate's answers more than mine. I said uh, Robert Sala just because I think he's the other, kind of cover all our bases, the other potential guy to sneak in who you see a team with a lot more wins than they had the year before. That uh, I mean, I think especially some people, I see some people taking him to win the division. If they win the division, I think it'll be him or Dan Campbell. If Dan Campbell's as successful as we think he's going to be. Boys, I'm not going to lie. I just looked at this all the point spreads for the matchups, and I just got so excited for NFL Sunday. <laughs> oh my God! All these teams. We still have a so lot sad. left to go. I didn't yeah. realize that. We'll speed run it. Is we just do like we don't even like talk about it. We literally just give our division winners, our wild cards, and then our Super Bowl pick. And we yeah, and then we'll, I, I agree. If, if, we, if we notice yeah. something, if we because notice they're something. all they're all probably the same. Uh, yeah, I I yeah. can start. So AFC, I've got Ravens, Bills, Jaguars, Chiefs. Is that what we all have? No. Uh yes, I ha- I have that. I have, I have the or no, I have, Ra- I, have Ra- I have Ravens, Dolphins, Jaguars, Chiefs. I think they're Dolphins when they have I have the Bengals over the Ravens, but I have Bills, okay. Jaguars, Chiefs. I'm the same as Nate then. Jags and yeah, Chiefs are I, for sure when I, 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 I was tossing back and forth on Ravens, Bengals, so I but Dolphins Dolphins winning that division is interesting. I just yes. think I think I think the Bills are have like low key, not been improving for the last the last two years, and we saw it. We kind of saw it really for the first time when like they kind of just shit the bed against the Bengal, the Bengals. And it wouldn't surprise me if have... any of the non Patriots teams win it. I agree with you, James. Yeah. They haven't I, taken those steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also like I I think the Jets are gonna. The Jets are. Oh, I forgot. I didn't put the Jets in my. T- I didn't think about that. Uh, it. Yeah, I agree. And then, well, that's I've got Dolphins, Jets, and then Bengals from our wild card team. So, I do we all have the same playoff no. team? I I have Chargers, the... Ravens, Jets. Okay, so you you have the Chargers, and you're leaving out 
I'm leaving Miami out. I think they're close, but I, all those okay. playoff. I did like a playoff predictor. I think all three of those playoff, the wild card teams go eleven and six. I think oh, Miami's right there, either eleven, six, ten, and seven. They just miss out. I left Miami out as well. I had the Chargers, but like I was, also, I was very close to picking the Steelers just because I really think they could be better than we think. But as of now, I mean, the Chargers have been there, and the Steelers haven't in a couple of years, so it's a toss up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I left out um, Los. I left out the Chargers because I think that they're probably the least like they've been at, kind of at this level, and also I haven't really seen any kind of moves that make it seem like they're going to be better this year. So I kind of feel like they're mediocre, and it's just not going to be. They're like a worse yeah. version of the Bills yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, that that was kind of my reasoning for leaving them out. I just don't think it proved enough versus what the Dolphins yeah. and the Jets did. The Dolphins, like, what Dolphins if the Dolphins have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in their primes right now? That is so good. Dolphins got Jalen Ramsey. He is hurt. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But he's hurt. <laughs> what else did they get? Uh, they got some. They got... Um, they were they the, uh, Bradley Chubb. Do they still have Bradley Chubb on their Bradley, team? They, they, they still have Bradley yeah. Chubb, yeah. No. Maybe they'll be so, good. So I think yeah. about Bradley Chubb. They traded for him last year at the deadline. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I just yeah. – I, just, like, I, 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 I think See, we we're getting old, guys. We're getting old. Yeah. And then in the NFC division winners, I've got Lions, Eagles, Stains, 49ers. I, I was debating Lions and Vikings, but – Whoa. I kind of just wanted. I wanted to give it Whoa. to the Lions. I think it'd be fun, and I Vikings won so many close games last year. They lost Dalvin Cook. They lost Adam Thielen. Yes, they got Jordan Addison, but Thielen. Adam Thielen did not contribute like, at all, bro. No, I'm, it's <laughs> like if you watched him play, he was he was not a player. I'm not talking about on the field necessarily, but it's like he's been there for some time. I don't know if like. The players really liked him. There could be maybe a letdown. And again, they, they just won so many close games. Adam That's Thielen is the definition of like Adam Thielen is the definition of like a wide receiver you start in fantasy and you're like, oh, like Adam Thielen, like he's pretty good, right? Like maybe he'll give me like nine, maybe he'll give me like fifteen points or something, and he gets you like six because he doesn't get it, like doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, I, um, I feel Adam Thielen had, had like what he was good like three years ago. He had like one really good year, and yeah. Then, He's kind of been yeah. mid every year. He's kind of been middle for a long time. Yeah, but he's kind of good. He's pretty good. Yeah, he, he's, he's got a good fit in Carolina. Um, yeah, he had 1,400 yards in 2018. forgot about, about Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, the rest of us had the Vikings um, winning the division, mm-hmm. and then Eagles, Saints, Niners was a, was a sweep across the board. The, um, same, the NFC is super predictable. There's no way yeah, it's not really yeah. predictable, uh, especially for the South. The South is the biggest question mark, rather, is what I meant to say. Um, mm. But I feel like that's going to be Saints or Bucks. I, I just think yeah. the quarter, the quarterback play, Derek yeah. Carr versus everyone else Carr is going to matter. Is what's going to make that yeah. Plus, it's the Saints. Like, they're still probably the best run organization out of yeah. the bunch. So, yeah. um, I know for our yeah. wild card teams, we're kind of all over the place. Um, I've got Seahawks, Commanders, Giants. <laughs> Interesting. I, I've, I've got, got Bears, Bears Giants, Lions. I've got Seahawks, Vikings, Giants. Me and Brent had the same. I had Lions instead of Vikings. We just swapped okay, division winners. So yeah. Jonas, I, the Bears is really interesting. I want to hear. Yeah. So who? So yeah. You, uh, I think uh, I should have probably included. I just was gonna include that the Bears. I would probably say the Bears are like my last one in, and the Lions would probably be the first one out because I think they'll be better. But like, I don't. 
it kind of it kind of feels like a Justin Fields. See, Logan, like he, Logan, he, I, I think that's a really dark horse pick. Like I think Fields is going to really take that next step. They got DJ, DJ Moore. Like, yeah, the, like, the offensive line's a lot I, better. Like they don't have Roquan anymore, but like the defense, the defense, the defense bad. is like a little bit of a question. Now, like, I would say I, they, yeah. they, they did lose Montgomery, so the running back. Rooms a little bit of a concern. Well, Khalil Herbert's pretty good, though. Khalil Herbert's, Herbert's good. Pretty good. I, that's, yeah. It's definitely a team that could get up to nine wins. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's that crazy. I I was thinking about it also. I just think that Seahawks. I have a little more faith in them. No, the Seahawks. I, I like. No offense, Duncan, but I think the Seahawks are maybe win like six games this year. Like I that's don't think fine by me. How draft pick again? We had I, our year yeah. last year. Nobody expected yeah. that. I, I'm so serious. Whatever happens this year, I'll be happy with. I think the Bears can do what the Lions did last year. Like they, they might play a lot of teams close, start really bad, and then have a really strong finish, play some really competitive football in the months of November and December, and then maybe play spoiler to a couple teams, potentially sneak into that seven spot. Um, but, yeah, I, I, one thing I noticed, we all have Dallas missing. I was just about to say the same thing. Uh, I, I also they noticed they they suck, they, dude. They, I know, yeah, but I'm just I, like, it's – I think Dallas is talk about the Cowboys. I I think they're going to be the worst team in the division. I also Nate want to get here. Whoa, that's a crazy take. The Commanders stuck, dude. Bro, stop! stop, I I think that I think that the the Giants, Commanders, and Cowboys are up to be within seven to nine wins. Yeah. And but Nate, it's interesting you had the Commanders in over the Lions and not the Giants. Is the That's NFC Beast the best division in the NFC? Low Let's key. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I think. I, I don't think, think for sure. Line... <laughs> um, I actually do think for sure. I think. I think I had the Lions at nine and eight, um, and then the Giants had the tiebreaker over them. Um, I I don't know. I just something about Jared Goff. Like, is he that good? But Sam Howell oh, was no Jay- question yeah, mark for you. I, I was gonna. I... <laughs> Jared Goff, I, I'm not gonna give him. I'm not gonna give you. Any, any he's played in the Super Bowl before, Nate. Sam Howell's never. He's played like three snaps no, in the last year. Like, no, 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 Interested as to why you chose him over the Giants. I just think that the Lions have a lot more potential. He does have the Giants in there. (laughs) No, I'm saying I'm interested as to why you had the Giants over the the Commanders over the the Lions and not the Giants. It's making it in. I I literally went into the playoff predictor and predicted every single. I went into the playoff predictor. I I did my little analyzing data. Brandon, you said the word standard deviation in this podcast, bro. You cannot I think, speak. Uh, I think the commanders are just better than what people think they are. And I think finally having this dark cloud that's removed over, over the organization is actually going to make somewhat of a difference. You got This team won eight games last year. Like we're not That's why I said you can get to nine. Like nine to ten wins is completely reasonable. With a whole new offense, Scott Turner's a bum. He's gone. We have a lot of our defensive guys back. Like – Nine to ten wins is not out of the realm of possibilities. Like the Lions can get to nine, ten; they could get all the way up to twelve wins if they could. But that's just the way it went in my simulation. All right, well, I think yeah, we need to move. You can't argue with this. You can't argue with this. Yeah. 
I think we need to move past this before another if it's any argument happens. Brandon, Brandon, there's no way you predicted the same Super Bowl two years in a row. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. That's literally what your prediction was last year. My you brother did the same thing. Oh, was it really? My brother did the exact same thing. That's so funny. All right, we'll do uh, Super Bowl predictions. I so it's, as, no, yeah, I've got Ravens 49ers. <laughs> that's almost as bad as the Commanders pick. The horrible. Hey, that's what I'm saying. That's a horrible. All right, whatever. Maybe not horrible. Maybe not. Horrible. I, I I think it's more likely that the Commanders make the playoffs than that Super Bowl happens. I'll say that now. Thank you. Okay, but also I mean, like I would the agree. Odds of picking, the odds of picking two correct teams. Yeah, yeah it is very hard. Yeah, but I, mean, I think that's Jordan, a statement you, to how little he, I think the commanders are. He doesn't get statistics. He doesn't get statistics, so he doesn't understand. Jonas, you have to remember the commanders over under six and a half. So if they get to ten, who cares? Who cares? Six and a half. Don't we play seventeen games now? That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Everybody, everyone's underestimating us. I'm telling you, bro. Or here, just so, Nate, what, what is Nate? What is more likely? Bear with me. That everyone is underestimating oh them, or just you are overestimating? Everybody, just, just hear me. You think it's more likely? That Las Vegas, one of the most profitable institutions in the world, <laughs> is underestimating the Commanders, or that you, a Commanders fan, is overestimating them? <laughs> what do you think is the more probable of those two scenarios? Talk that talk, boys. Talk that talk. I'll see you in January when we're doing this podcast, and the Commanders are in the playoff. End of conversation. Dude, I, I'm gonna I agree, say, just because I'm, I'm tired of talking about I'm going to save this. that clip just so I can play that, that clip in January, because the, the, they're most likely going to have, like, four wins, and they're going to be really... <laughs> And you're gonna be like Sam. No. They're, they're gonna, dude. they're gonna end up with one more win, and Nate's gonna call that a success by the end of the year. Yeah, true. I mean, he's mad. He's obviously mad. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's just do. Um, oh, our picks, uh, or, oh, yeah, yeah. You should do yours. You should do yours. Um, 49ers over the Chiefs. 49ers win. You think Brock Purdy? 49ers win. MVP. I Brock Purdy. Brandon, now you're typing loud. Just want to let you know. Oh no, wait. No, that's Duncan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you never. Okay. The, okay. First of all, the fact. All right. Let's do some. Let's do some gambling real quick. Um, first survivors. First survivor. Um, I, I am get picking. To go. Oh, I, I always. I always miss. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't pay Duncan, attention to the you order. You don't pay attention to the order. Duncan, who do you have? Duncan, who do you have? <laughs> I froze again. Can I, yeah, I'm back okay, now. You know okay. I mean? okay. I'll be quick. Yeah, since, you, since I get even left out. Um, I've Eagles over the Chiefs this time. I've told you this before. Until somebody beats the Chiefs, like I'm just going to keep picking them because they just keep finding ways to win, just pulling it out of just the depths of I, hell coming back see, to win. The, so. the, problem, the problem with that is you're picking the smart approach, and that's no fun. <laughs> I agree. Like, yeah. who, it's who, not fun. Who wants, but, who wants to see the same Super Bowl? I don't, but it's it might happen. And Eagles, I, I think, I, are I just... Somehow I think they got better from last year, um, which is a scary thought for the rest of the NFC. Yeah, no, I think that's a very valid pick. Um, and then, yeah, I think now we can we can go to our pick starting with Survivor. I've got Seahawks, Duncan. 
over the Rams. I just I just don't see a way the Seahawks lose. If I'm being honest, don't say I that. say that now. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way for you. I think it's a really dangerous pick. Yeah, I. Good on you, yeah, I, I, why are you why are you putting that much trust in this? Okay, I mean, do, do you? I, I'm I'm saving my good teams for the end. We we talked about we played the Cardinals twice, strategy. Brandon, and you picked the. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's such a Speaking bad. Speaking of the Cardinals, I'm going to go with the Commanders who played the Cardinals Week One. Now that is a good Commanders pick. That's there a risk you go. That's pick. the first reasonable Thank Commanders you. ever. Thank you. That's a risk. I'm not messing around with the picks this year, fellas. So you said pick that. No, no way you just said that. That, that is going to haunt you, Nate. That that comment right there is going to haunt you. Picks. You just picked Brock Purdy to win MVP, and you're not messing around. I'm Brock Purdy's going to win the MVP. Oh my gosh, that is going to be one nice dollar I get from you at the end of the year. <laughs> I'll just give you quarters. I'll just give <laughs> you right. money. Or, oh, so are you guys done? Get or damn I... fruit snacks at the cafeteria, bro. Yeah, Jonas, go ahead. Bro, no, the, my computer has stopped. I'm taking the Eagles. I got to just make sure to say the correct team that they're playing. The Patri- Eagles Patriots. are Patriots. Patriots. They're playing the Patriots, and they're going to kill them. Is it in, is it in so. Philly? Is it in Philly? It's in New, it's England. In New England. Okay. I, I'm yeah, taking sure. the okay. – You were just like, crap. I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's not a. Honestly, I'm not super enthusiastic about it, but whatever. Anyway, I'm taking the Jaguars over the Colts. I think the Colts are kind of going to be a mess coming out of the gate. Um, and I think the Jaguars want to show some people that they're about their business this year. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. So that that's a good pick. Um, all right, picks. So, yeah, picks. I, I can go ahead. I'm with Jonas on the Eagles for this week. I've got them as my favorite, minus four. Uh, I frankly think the number is too low. I I don't know why. I'm kind of scared about it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm scared that it's so low, but I'm still going to go with it. Um, I got the Saints minus three against Tennessee. I don't think the Titans are that good. This year, um, really, it's they just have Derrick Henry, and that's it. Um, and I think the Saints have a good enough defensive line and linebacking core that they can limit the run and make um, Brian Tannehill throw the ball, um, which is not going to end well with the receiving core that they have right now. And I think the Saints are at home for this one. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to bring a new enthusiasm to this team, and they're going to win by at least a touchdown. I'm – I'm taking the Bengals minus two and a half over the Browns. <laughs> Similar logic to my other pick. I think uh, the Browns are gonna. They might be talented, but they're gonna kind of be a mess. Just figuring things out to start the year out. Um, the game it has to be in Cleveland with that spread, right? I don't have a point. It is in Cleveland. Right yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll happen. That's why I'm picking it. I I'm, I agree with you. I'm taking the Bengals minus two and a half versus the Browns as well. Uh, mostly because. The Browns are supposed to, like, on paper, these teams should be, like, way more separated. Like, that's kind of weird to me, honestly, but I don't know. That's what I, I, think, them, too. I, I think I think that game is the same as the Eagles. It's because the Browns and the Patriots are the home team, so they automatically get three points. Yeah, true. So, so like, neutral site, it'd be Bengals minus five and a half and Eagles minus seven, which makes more sense. Yeah, true. Um, and so I'm going to go 
With my upset, I'm fading Nate, which is probably the Ooh. right move. I'm going Titans plus three. Um, I, I just think that for all the reasons he gave about about the Saints and why the Titans won't be good, the Saints are starting a brand-new quarterback. They're running back suspended. Uh, who I'm knows what Michael dog, bro. Okay, who knows what Michael Thomas is going to look like. And I, I just think that Derrick Henry started the year. He's going to have fresh legs. Tannehill, they they were doing well before he got hurt. So I, I just think that them being plus three, even though it's on the road, is it, kind of rude. Again, that's also like a line I think is too good to pass up. So probably both of that and the Eagles are going to be wrong. So, yeah. Um, for my upset, I'm going Carolina plus three and a half against Atlanta. I believe this game is in Atlanta. Um, but you have Bryce Young making his first NFL start, Desmond Ritter making his first opening game start. Um, I just am not really that big on Desmond Ritter. Um, I think Carolina and Frank Reich's going to come in with a good game plan to limit Bijan and what he's able to do. Um, and these games are always close. We remember the um, game last year where P.J. Walker throws the Hail Mary, um, and then they almost tie the game, but D.J. Moore throws his helmet, and then the game goes into – Overtime, and then the Falcons wind up winning by three. I think this could be a similar game where it gets decided on a late field goal, which would put Carolina in the green for me. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, for upset, sorry, I full screened it. Uh, I'm going with the Steelers plus two and a half versus the 49ers, because I think as good as the 49ers are likely going to be this year, I think going into Pittsburgh – for the opening weekend of the season might be a little bit of a tougher task. I could still see San Francisco winning, actually, just uh, maybe by a much closer margin, like one or yeah, two weird, points. Yeah, weird stuff happens <laughs> week one. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I could totally see the Steelers getting a, their win, like a, a win against a better team. Yeah, like just as their last year, the Bears beat the 49ers week one. <laughs> True. Exactly. Forgot about that. That that was also, I mean, the field was. I mean, yeah, it's the rain, but I mean, still. They yeah, won. true. The yeah. Broncos beat them, and not long after that, too. And at the time, that was like a dang, like two Super Bowl contenders going at it right now. And, it's, and, and then they got their MVP Brock Purdy into the starting lineup, and things changed. Why, that's not helping your case, Brandon. If you're trying to joke on Nate, like you're not even wrong. Yeah, so. what? You just I don't know what. Okay. You're helping his boy, but yeah, whatever. I'm not helping his case. You're right. I took um. Right. Packers plus one versus the Bears. I don't have a lot of faith in the Bears. Um, I mean, this is basically pick them. Um, I don't know. I think the Packers will win. I like that. Jordan line. Love, right? Jordan Love. Yes, uh, yeah, that I is the so. Packers quarterback. Jordan Love. Uh, okay, so I I'll say my over under first because I'm alone. You guys all have the same thing. Oh my gosh! Uh, I didn't got, notice that. So just oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Damn. <laughs> I've got I I've got Dolphins Chargers fifty one. I just think that especially with no Jalen Ramsey, there's going to be a lot of scoring. Uh, it's going to be in LA. It's going to be hot. The ball is going to be flying, and so I I just think that it's going to be like maybe even a thirty thirty type game. Brandon, they have a retractable roof. <laughs> Still going to be flying. Oh I, well, I, first of all, Nate, as a as a multiple-time viewer at that state, it's at SoFi, right? Is it at yeah. SoFi? Yes. Is it, uh, it actually it gets pretty steamy in there. See, uh, the balls be flying. I, yeah. I, I was just making the point that they're probably not going to play with the roof open in September. Nate, you're uh, looking pretty pretty sick right now. Pretty thuggy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, I was going to say thugging. <laughs> uh, 
so Jonas, myself, and Duncan are going Lions Chiefs over 53. Um, Mahomes and Goff are just going to air the ball out. Neither of these defenses are really that good, especially in the back end. Um, lone concern I have is if Kelsey doesn't play, because um, then that could kind of limit what the Chiefs are able to do offensively. But they have a ton of weapons that can um, beat the Lions defense deep. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, um, Marcus Valdez, Scantling. So I still think that both these quarterbacks are going to put up at least 28. This is the conspiracy theorist of me talking, but I think the NFL, I mean, it's week first game of the season. They're going to want <laughs> a high score no, and high flying and everything. Back. It wouldn't surprise me to see like a 35-31 type of game, something like that. Yeah, and usually, honestly, the higher the over, the more likely I feel like I am to take it. Like for whatever, like that's what I've noticed. Like from doing I, these I, picks, I'm, I'm so on the same page with you there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably usually because the higher over includes teams that score a lot of points. So Brandon, that that's seem... shut the hell. That up, doesn't even make sense. You're not even like Nate said. You <laughs> it, just come it, back no, to it, arguments with just unthought out statements. Come back with horrible. What do you mean? You are inclined to pick them because they're normally two of the better offenses. No, you're not. What I'm saying is yeah, when they hire overs, they set those so high they want people to bet the under. That was a terrible joke, Brandon. That did not hit. I was actually trying to be serious. I, no, I swear no, I, I, was. I was. That was the most sarcastic yes. comment I've heard you make. Okay, no, that was he was trying to dunk me so hard and no That is fully serious. No, that was fully serious. Okay. Who wants to talk about unders? Yeah, I'm going to go with Commanders-Cardinals. Uh, Duncan, the same logic with the overs. I, I actually am even more attracted to a very low under. Like when I see like a, a 34, I, t- I, I take that under so quickly because I'm ready to see a 10-7 to 7 game. Um, I just don't think like who's going to score in this game? The Cardinals? No. Commanders barely. Commanders score like <laughs> what, 12 a game? What was your season average? Like 16 a game, 17 a game? <laughs> He's not even listening. He's not even paying attention. Yeah, I've got it. I'm not going to answer that. I've got 49ers Steelers. <laughs> I think that it kind of goes along with what was that Jonas upset pick? I think this is going to be low scoring uh, because the 49ers traveling east. Steelers always play a good game, especially week one, and so I could definitely see this being a defensive game, maybe like a, a 20 to 14 type of game. Washington's points per game actually was 19, so I was making a joke and it wasn't that far off. Damn. Um, <laughs> Eagles Patriots 45 is going to be my under. Um, I think the Eagles will score a majority of these points. Um, I think New England can do enough to, defensively to hold the Eagles to like probably 31. Like I know that's like a high number, but like I, I think the Eagles defense is just going to completely shut down anything Mac Jones tries to do offensively. I can see this being like a thirty-one to ten game for Philadelphia, and they get a pretty comfortable win. Um, but it could also be like a twenty-four to fourteen game, um, and it could be close the entire way. But I don't see either of these offenses really having a breakout game uh, right out the gate. Nate, I want to uh, apologize to you. The Ravens only scored 1.5 points more per game. So Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest with my stats. I don't lie with my stats. You know? That's don't, numbers don't lie. Yeah, don't. exactly. All right. Well, that does our show. Are we good? This is the third time tonight. That's great. <laughs> wow. Um, maybe I should just speak up more. I'm taking yeah, I think uh, you to. Broncos versus Raiders. Uh, 44. I honestly think it's kind of funny that we didn't really talk about either one of these teams all night. 
But like I don't I mean unless Russell Wilson is back to his prime form, I don't see the Broncos scoring twenty two. And I don't see the Raiders scoring twenty two, so I don't know where that's coming from then. Um that's what it'll take. Sorry, I'm a little bit less enthusiastic knowing I got forgotten about, but Okay. Well we've been recording for fucking like an hour and a half at this point, so and I mean, we have the first curse word. That was not I've the first. Like, I've cursed like three times. Yeah. I've been cursing a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I think the problem is, all the cursing has just been like overlapped but because everyone's been talking at once. That that was just the first one sure. I've heard. It was a fiery episode for sure. Like, great way to return. When yeah, is it true. not? Yeah, true. All right, well, um, <laughs> Nate, you look actually thugging right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> what do you mean by that? All right. <laughs> Alright, well, um, I've been Jonas Evans a long time. Nathan Schwartz. Brandon Schwartzberg. And Duncan Irvin, even if I get forgotten about. Oh, oh, a little pick me energy. Do you want me to? Alright. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, you'll hear from us soon. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.